Thanks for tuning in to the Harvest Springs weekly podcast. Every week we'll provide you with the weekend message from our Sunday service. It's really good to see all of you. My name is Michael, as Corey said, and I hope you have a name tag as well so I can see your name. We'll get to that in just a moment. But if it's your first time here, we've been in a series all summer called Church in the Hood, where we've been examining and looking at how we are a part of a greater neighborhood of Great Falls. And uh, this summer series has now bled into the fall. And for some of you, fall means back to routine, back to structure. And for those of you that thrive into this, into structure and routine, this is a welcome change. For others of you who long for the endless summer adventures, fall is kind of like a grieving process. And the routine uh, of going after those adventures is not interrupted by the routine of fall. And so wherever you fall at, if you strive in, thr- in structure and you thrive there or you want the, the unknown of endless possibilities, today is a day for you because we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to follow the structure of our typical Sunday morning service today, okay? Uh, so each of you have name tags And we're going to do something a little different. I'll tell you about that in just a moment. But throughout the summer, we've been in the Church in the Hood series. We focused a lot on all the exterior things that have happened that we as a church, we partner with organizations. We did Serve Day. We had VBS. We had Global Leadership Summit. And one of the things that I realized is we haven't really focused on the internal community of Harvest Springs. It's really easy to come into those front doors and to find your place in in the auditorium and never talk to anybody. So that's really easy. I know it is. And I know that for some of us, coming into a place like this can be really intimidating because you may not know anyone. You may be looking for connection. You may be longing for connection. That, and then you may be disappointed because sometimes it doesn't happen on a Sunday morning the way that you expect it to. And uh, this morning, we're going to do things a little different. During COVID, we, before COVID, we used to have this greeting time after the prayer time that we would typically have in a Sunday service where you could turn and gather for about a minute to introduce yourself, say hi to one another. And then because of COVID, COVID has changed everything in our world. And we took that out. But today we're going to extend our greeting time from, from a typical minute to 15 minutes of an extended coffee time. And here's the reason for this, okay? You may come into this auditorium and you may not know anyone. Now you know everyone's name if you have a name tag. If you don't have a name tag, there's some out in the lobby, but I'm gonna give you a task to do for the next 15 minutes because I think this is really important for us to learn to know each other better as a community, as the church of Harvest Springs, to know each other better. So over the next 15 minutes, I'm gonna give you a task to go find someone new that you've never met and you're gonna ask them four questions after you introduce yourself to them. So here are the four questions that you're going to ask them. What do you do for an occupation? Because that's typically the first question that we ask someone that we don't know, right? I want you to have them tell you about their family, right? If they have kids, if they're married, if they have grandkids, whatever that would be. The third question I want you to ask them is what brought you to Great Falls? We all have a story, and Great Falls is this destination that God has placed us all in. Some of us grew up here. Some of us are transplants. Some of us, the Air Force Base brought us here. We all got to Great Falls by some means, Tell the story about how that happened. And then lastly, how long have you been connected to Harvest Springs? Maybe today's your first Sunday. Maybe you just got connected sometime this summer. Maybe you've been here for years. Have a conversation, an intentional conversation with someone that you don't know 
introduce yourself, and then talk to each other face-to-face. Now, I know that, that there's still some COVID things happening, so perhaps keep some distance, or if someone has a mask on, maybe keep distance from them as well. But we also have coffee and cookies in the lobby if you need some snacks to get your conversation going. And if you're joining us online, I encourage you to, in the chat room, whether you're on Church Online or Facebook Live, to drop your, your answers to these four questions, have some interaction. If you know someone who's online with you, perhaps pull out your phone, text them, call them, interact with, the, with each other online, wherever you're at. And for those of us in the auditorium, interact with each other face to face. Okay? So I know this is different. And for some of you, there's a heightened sense of anxiety right now, right? For those introverts that have want nothing to do with this. Others of you are like, yes, I want this every Sunday, right? So when I say go, find someone you don't know, ask them these four questions. At 15 minutes, you'll, there'll be a countdown up here. Come back in the auditorium. We're going to be in Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at how the early church did church and how that translates to what we do is in groups at Harvest Springs. So on your mark, get set, Go. It's always the challenge of bringing people back. Right, it always is. But that means people are enjoying it. For some of you, you were already in your seats before that countdown even ended and you were just waiting for this to be over. For others of you who are still talking, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, that was really good. I, I hope that you made some connections today that you haven't made in the past. And I hope you got to know people's names a little bit about their story, about how long they've been connected to Harvest Springs, and I hope that that was a good thing for you. And maybe next Sunday, when you see those people again, you remember their names, have a conversation that extends beyond just coming into the auditorium and sitting down. In my lifetime, two events have shaped the world, in my own opinion, in my lifetime alone. Two events have shaped the world. The first was 20 years ago yesterday. I remember being a sophomore in college, had an early morning class, and I came back to our apartment, and I opened the door, and on our television screen in the corner were the events that were happening in New York City. And for the next two hours, my roommates and I, we focused our attention on what was happening as that event galvanized our nation. It brought us together the tragic events that happened on 9-11 20 years ago brought a nation together that, and, and we united around this act of terrorism. And it brought us together and it drove people to church that next Sunday and it sparked some sort of spiritual revival that may have some effects to this day. The second event in my lifetime that I think has, been, has marked our world as changed are the events that happened a year and a half ago with a virus called the coronavirus and how as opposed to the events of 9-11 that brought a nation together, COVID has driven us further apart and we have now been fragmented, whether that is your stance on the vaccine or the virus or your political opinion or whatever, our, our nation and our world is now fractured and fragmented. And the way that we used to do life is now different. And these two events, they've changed our world as we know them forever. And now as we enter into what it means to live in this COVID reality that's still happening, I think some of us are still 
okay with the distance that we created, how we were encouraged to remove some things from our lives, some people, some events, and perhaps one of those things was church and coming on Sunday morning and being a part of a community of people that gathered around Jesus to learn the way of Jesus together. So our focus today is going to be about what it means for us as a church to build community. We're going to look at Acts chapter 2. So if you have a Bible, open up to Acts chapter 2. But just as these two events in my own life, 9-11 and the coronavirus, shaped our world, there were two events in the early church that drastically changed the church. And what God was doing through these two events, the first was the resurrection of Jesus. You may know this story. God sent his only son into the world to be born as a baby. He grew up. He began to call 12 men around him to follow him, and he began to model and teach them what it meant to bring about the kingdom of heaven here now. And over the course of three years, Jesus began to teach and do miracles and do things that astonished everyone. And during those three years, he also taught these 12 men what the way of Jesus was. And Jesus was ultimately led to death. He was betrayed by one of those 12 men. He was beaten, tortured, put on a cross. He died by the Roman authorities under the instruction of his own people to be put to death. He was taken off that cross. His dead body was put into a tomb. And three days later, the world radically changed because something unexpected happened. God, by his spirit and his power, raised his son Jesus from the dead. Some of his followers, they went to the tomb and they found an empty tomb and news spread and they didn't believe it at first, but Jesus had been risen from the dead. And that resurrection of Jesus began to change the reality of our world because dead people don't come back to life. Jesus did come back to life. And he began appearing amongst these disciples. And then he went away to heaven during his ascension. But he gave some instructions to these people that he had gathered around them. Wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that's where we pick up the story in Acts. In Acts chapter 1, all these people who had seen the risen Jesus, they'd given their lives to him. They've committed their loyalty to him. They're gathered in an upper room. They're praying. And all of a sudden, the sound of a mighty rushing wind comes into that place where they're at. The spirit of God is visible in some unexplainable things that are happening. They begin to see fire fall from heaven like tongues. And it comes to rest on each of them. And in this moment of prayer, God shows up in an unexpected way. And they leave that room. And this is known as the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, second event that changed the, the world. These people were gathered in this upper room. God had imparted them an incredible gift to speak languages that they didn't know. And in Jerusalem at that time, people were gathered for a feast from all over the known world at that time. And those people who were gathered in the upper room, they came down and they began to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus, that Jesus was the Messiah his death makes a difference. And they began speaking and talking in languages that they didn't know before, but people around them knew. And Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, gave up and gave a, a sermon that is recorded in Acts chapter 2. 
And he's showed these Jewish people how Jesus was the promised Messiah, how their leaders put him to death, and that there is no other name given to man by which we must be saved. And Acts 2 tells us that these people who were listening, they were cut to the heart. And God's spirit was moving, and 3,000 people came to know Jesus and commit their lives in loyalty to him that day. The church, by the descent of the Holy Spirit, was born in Acts chapter 2. And this morning, I want to focus on what happens next, because these people who committed their loyalty to Jesus centered their lives around this risen, resurrected Savior who began to change them. They began to change what they did practically. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, we're, we're told this, is that they, all these people, these 3,000 people, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, to breaking of bread and a prayer. And awe came upon everyone, and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had everything in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. Just as God showed up in an unexpected way on Pentecost with those flames of fire, God continues to do things in this group of people as they center their lives around Jesus. You see, something happened when they committed their loyalty to Jesus. They moved from people who were centered on themselves to people who were centered on each other. Same, same thing happens to you and I. When we give our lives to Jesus, the pronoun we use changes. We're no longer I or me. It's not about what I want. It's about us and we. And if you look at the pronoun here in Acts chapter 2, they. This is a plural pronoun. When you receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, you're part of his family, the church. And it's us and we. And look at the verb that is what they did in this passage of Acts chapter 2. They devoted. They were diligent they were committed. They began to do these things on purpose. They put them into practice and they devoted themselves to four things that Luke tells us here in Acts chapter two, to the apostles teaching. All those people who had been with Jesus for three years had all these stories about what Jesus did, people he healed, teachings that he had given. And they knew firsthand and they were telling other people about it. And so they devoted them, their lives and their time to learning about it. To fellowship was the second thing. Literally, this just means they shared life together. They did everything together. They also committed and devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. They shared meals together and probably celebrated the Lord's Supper as well. And they devoted themselves to prayer. They devoted themselves to prayer. If you read Acts, there's many references to people devoting themselves to prayer and God showing up and doing amazing things as they devote themselves to prayer. And we keep reading that every day they went to the temple. They kept being Jewish. They kept worshiping God in the temple in Jerusalem. But they also added to their worship of God this idea of gathering in people's homes, breaking bread, sharing meals, living life together day by day. And they started financially contributing to each other as well, meeting needs, serving people around them as God would have them to do. 
And the results were that God continued to add people to their number every day. I think when we read stories about this Acts 2 community, we wonder, is this possible today? My belief is it's possible. It's possible for us to exist as a church and community with each other, just like these people did in Acts chapter 2. Take some commitment, some effort, some devotion on our part together. Together. I don't know about you or why you came to church today, but my hope and my prayer is that Acts 2, 42 through 47 becomes a reality in our church. And it's going to happen by all of us taking a step beyond what we're comfortable with. So Harvest Springs, we have groups that meet throughout the week. We have about 10 groups that are meeting, and now is the perfect time to join a group that practices things just like this Acts 2 community. Here at Harvest Springs, we say that groups exist to help cultivate disciples and community. Now, those words are all important. It takes hard work to become a disciple of Jesus. You just don't naturally do that. It takes work, and it takes a community of people together to become a disciple with other people. You see, this idea of following Jesus doesn't happen alone. It takes a community of people together. And at Harvest Springs, we call groups to practice four things, and we use that word practice on purpose. Just like you practice your golf swing, you practice your swing in baseball when you were a kid, you practice whatever, piano, musical instrument. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes the process of failing and making mistakes to learn how to do things well, right? And so here at Harvest Springs, groups cultivate these four practices They share life together, just like the people in Acts chapter 2 did. We share our lives with each other. It's more than just about me and my family. It's about us and we together. We study the word together as well, just as they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Groups that meet outside of Sunday study the word together. They also support each other in prayer, coming alongside of each other, perhaps financially. Perhaps when there is a crisis need, people come alongside each other to support each other And lastly, they serve together the community as needs arise. That's what groups do at Harvest Springs. Sounds a lot like Acts chapter 2, right? My hope and my prayer is that all of us in this room can plug into a group like this. We have about 10 groups going right now, and now is the perfect time to be a part of this. But my question for all of us is, what are we devoting our attention to, our time, our investment These people in Acts chapter 2, they were devoted to these four things. But let's be honest, my life is not wholly devoted to these four things. But I believe God is calling us to press into these as a church, not just as individuals, but as a church. So the easiest way for you to do that is to fill out a form on our website or on the app. There's a group's interest form, and it may take some time for you to get plugged into a group of people. But my prayer is that we become a church that's not just known for what happens on Sunday, but we move beyond what happens on a Sunday morning service because this right here, what we're doing right now is we call it church, but it's not really church. It's a church service. We together are the church. And as a church, we practice what Acts 2 does together, not just show up at a certain time. So my challenge for all of us is take that next step toward Jesus, and perhaps that means joining a group. Now, I know some of you have excuses about why this can't happen, so let me, 
Let me address these lastly, and then we're going to close with a song. But I know some of you are sitting here, just like when we gave you name tags and we said, hey, now talk to people. Some of you have heightened anxiety. Like, I can't do that. We all have excuses. The first excuse that I hear a lot is, I don't know anyone at Harvest Springs. Guess what? Now you do. You know people's names, right? And so here's your point of connection beyond just showing up. Here's your point of connection. Maybe the person that you talk to over coffee, now that extends to a meetup this week sometime to have coffee outside of Sunday, or your families are coming over for dinner sometime this week to get to know each other, or next Sunday you see each other, you say hello. There's a relational connection that extends beyond just a worship service together. Just because you don't know someone, that's not really an excuse. Get to know someone. Second excuse I hear often is I'm busy. Life is busy. Kids have sports. We have all these things that are happening. And my question then becomes, well, then that's what you're devoted to. And if you're devoted to those things, how can you be devoted to what God is asking you to do? And that's not a guilt trip for anybody. My family's just as busy. But what are we devoting our lives to as followers of Jesus? How are we gathering and centering our lives around Jesus? And I think one of the ways we do that is by investing in other people because you need other people to become all that God has created you to become. Amen. Third excuse I hear often is, what do I do with kids? What do I do with kids? And this is a problem that all groups have to grapple with and, and come up with a solution. And the group leaders have some solutions in process of making this happen. Our group that meets on Sunday nights, we hire a babysitter. Our kids go downstairs. We have adult time. Every once in a while, we share a meal together where everyone is together after that. There are different solutions to making this happen. Kids should not be an obstacle for you and your family to join a group together. And then lastly, here's an excuse I hear all the time. I'm just comfortable with my own people, the people that I like. And that may be true, right? We all have our friend groups. We all have our, our cliques of people that we connect with. But here is the beautiful messiness of what it means to be part of a church. Is that there are people in this room that are different than you and me. And maybe in this room, there are people that, that in their differences and their personality are different than us and they create tension and they may be, if we're real honest, people that we don't like. Can we say that in church? Right? But that's the beautiful mess of what it means to be the church that I've learned over my time in the church is that oftentimes what God does, God brings people together because he saved them by his grace in his son, Jesus, and he brings them together to this place called church. Eugene Peterson, been reading a book by Eugene Peterson called Reverse Thunder. It's about revelation, but he made this comment that just struck me about the church and why and how some people have excuses about not being a part of a church because it's not up to their standards or their expectations. And he said this about the church. He said, the church is not what we organize, but what God gives us. Not the people we want to be with, but the people God gives us to be with. A community created by the descent of the Holy Spirit in which we submit our lives to the Spirit's affirmation, reformation, and motivation. God brings the church together. 
And in those moments of tension and personality difference and even conflict, dare I say, those are the points where God begins to sharpen us and make us more and more like Jesus because we can't learn forgiveness without being in conflict with other people. We can't learn to love people if we're never with other people. And so God brings together this idea of church and he helps us to become more like Jesus together. And so the challenge I think for all of us is to move beyond the comfort that we have and just coming and showing up on a Sunday. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a great first step, but there are many steps beyond that. And one of those steps is connecting to a group. And so the easiest way for you to do that today, fill out the form on the website. There are also gonna be group leaders. I'll be out in the lobby after the service here in a moment. You can talk to one of us. If you fill out that group's interest form, I will then pass that information on to group leaders. They will reach out to you and it may take some time to get connected. But we long for you to be connected to a group of people that may be different than you so that you can become all that God has created you to be. You need other people to do that. Beyond a Sunday, beyond the superficial, hi, how are you doing? Now you know someone's name. Now there's an invitation to community and perhaps God is nudging you to lead a group today. I'd love to have a conversation about that with you. But my prayer for all of us as a church is that we move deeper into each other, deeper into God. And that first step that we take is by taking the initiative to join a group. And today would be a great day to do that. But more important than that, what are you devoting your life and your time to? What are you devoting yourself to? These people in Acts 2, they devoted themselves to each other, to the teachings of the apostles, to being together, sharing life, prayer. God is calling us as a church to do the same thing. And so what is your step today? Maybe it's joining a group. Maybe it's something else. My encouragement to all of us is obey the leading of God's spirit. Have a conversation, just like you had a conversation with someone in person, but have a conversation with God about what your next step is. I'm gonna pray for us, and then we're gonna sing one last song. And then if you have questions about groups, I'm gonna be in the lobby with some group leaders. We'd love to get you connected and talk about some opportunities for you to move beyond the Sunday. So let's pray. God, you're good, and your steadfast love endures forever. And we give you thanks and praise for stories like this from Pentecost that we can look to to cause our hearts to pause and ponder about what we're devoted to. And so God, in, in this moment of time right now, I pray that wherever we're at on our walk with you, this journey that we call discipleship, God, that you would help us to take one step closer to you today. If that means joining a group, God, I pray that opportunities would arise and that connection would happen and that people would be connected to each other and to you. And so God, we pray that you would show up in our church, in your church here at Harvest Springs, in the way that you did in Acts 2, that, that people would be coming to know you, God, that people would be centering their lives around Jesus, that they would be devoted together to the things that matter, the things that are eternal. And so God, we turn our eyes to you today. Help us and give us the confidence and the boldness and the courage to take our next step toward you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's stand and sing as we close. Thanks so much for listening to the Harvest Springs podcast. Our hope is that you hear the truth of God's word and that you are encouraged and challenged by it. If you would like to take your faith journey to the next level, check out the Getting Started plan on our mobile app or our website, harvestsprings.com. The Getting Started plan is a seven-day video-based teaching that will help you start your relationship with Jesus off in the right direction. 
And if there's anything that we can do to help, just fill out a connection card on our website or on the mobile app.